Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. Today joining us is CEO and founder of Bubble Universe, Jason Tiger. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, and um, Bubble Universe is doing some some interesting things in the in the consumer space. Um, essentially, edible, naturally flavored bubble solutions for kids. Incredible. Yeah. And pets. And you've probably maybe even seen it at our bar or restaurant with smoke inside of bubbles on a cocktail. Oh, that's uh, that's something you guys are doing as well. Nice. So not only the, the children and pets, but the the adult beverage um, sector. Absolutely. We've partnered up with a bunch of these smoke delivery, I guess, guns or systems that create this sensory experience on cocktails or dishes and and really um, allow these bars and restaurants to charge potentially more and, and provide a better experience to their cocktails and dishes. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, if you have one of these as a kid, you're the cool kid on the block. And then if you're drinking a drink at the bar that has one of these, you know, colorful, tasteful bubbles, also a little peacocking, a little, uh, a little, hmm, what are they doing? What are they up to? <laughs> Absolutely. No, it definitely piques interest at bars and restaurants. And typically when somebody sees it, they want to order it. Uh, we've partnered up with Breville, who makes Nespresso with their smoke gun as well uh, mm-hmm. to provide a, a smoky type flavoring and smell. Um, on the kids side, we do actually just general flavors like chocolate, cotton candy, watermelon. Uh, and we're launching sour flavors uh, for kids and I mean, we're placed at Kroger, it's sugar for that. And then we do for pets, a maple bacon and a peanut butter swirl and currently located at PetSmart um, and a bunch of other independent pet stores. Oh, nice. Did you say Red Bull? No, no, no. It's it's uh, Breville, Breville, which gotcha. makes espresso pods, coffee, if you know the, the coffee maker as well as appliance maker, Breville with a B. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. And how did, uh, I mean, the name is it's pretty self, uh, self-explanatory, but did it come to you in, um, you know, as you guys were brainstorming names, it's just something that was like way too obvious to not use. Like, how did you, how did you land on the name Bubble Universe? So I was trying to come up with a company name at the time of COVID when we launched. And I was trying to think of a name that would encompass, I guess, bubbles, but also could encompass much more as we innovate down the pipeline. And when you Google bubble universe, what it actually means is a universe with infinite universes continuing on forever with these bubble universes. So we have our universe and there's all these other bubble universes out there. And so that was kind of interesting. And, and really what I wanted to do is establish the edible bubble universe and maybe grow from there to other products and universally similar. Nice. Nice. So the name kind of represents the the vision and kind of the the whole thing you're trying to do with, with the bubbles. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. And how, um, 
How big is your team right now? A lot of the people that listen to the podcast, they're either startup founders uh, or people managers, people in HR, things like that. How big is your team currently? Currently, our team is is quite small. Uh, We've outsourced a lot of the team and use consultants. We have really only three employees. Um, And then we've outsourced our accounting, our manufacturing, our ops and uh, sales team. So really three full time, including me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. And in terms of like, what prompted you to create the company? You know, it seems like such a kind of such a crazy out there idea, you know, flavored bubbles that have all these different components and properties that can be applied in these different, you know, spaces, kids, pets, you know, um, adult beverages. What, um, how'd you have this idea? So originally my background, I used to work out of Hong Kong for about five years, running the world's largest bubble company. Uh, We sold to Walmart, Target, Walgreens, you name it. And that was traditional detergent Chinese made bubbles with water from China. So Mm -hmm. I got to learn everything about bubbles and and really what they're made out of and realized that there's a massive gap for safe and, and more natural ingredients within these products that ultimately kids get in their mouth, in their eyes, on their skin, and their pets are doing the same and and even adults at weddings and and beyond. And so once that company was sold, I partnered up with a pediatric allergist and a um, chemical engineer out of Merck to develop this edible bubble solution for the different markets. Um, We made our thicker bubble solution for the hospitality area to be able to last three minutes while also being safe food grade. And then for the kids and pet side, we made it where it was fully able to be blown in the air and taste natural flavors, as well as uh, provide an amazing experience for kids and pets that would be safer than the alternative of soapy water, worse than detergent ingredients with uh, barely filtered water from China. Wow. So not only the kind of novel component of it with the colors and the tastes, but it's safer then what's out there because it's edible. Correct. So we use food grade and USP, USP being pharmaceutical grade ingredients. Typical ingredients of normal bubbles are are worse than your detergent soap and and barely filtered water from China. Beach, damn, that's not something that I would imagine a lot of parents know. Like they just grab, you know, one of these standard, you know, bubble things off the shelf and they don't really think two thoughts about it, right? Like it's not something that they would think, oh, this is worse than what's in detergent. It's not clean. It's not something that a lot of parents know, huh? No, because I mean, it's so cheap and it's traditionally bought before Easter. Um, and so my goal for the company is really to educate, but also provide a better experience. And as kids, pets, adults lick bubbles, they realize, wait a minute, why couldn't I do it? Oh, wait, I was kind of doing it already. Okay. These are great. And, and um, they're hooked. It's a better experience. So has that also been one of the challenges for you as you guys scale up and, you know, get into more retailers, get into more people's minds? Has that been a challenge to kind of educate? We'll start with parents, educate parents about, you know, what's in the current, you know, um, current bubble solutions compared to yours? Has that been, you know, kind of a, a challenge for you guys? It hasn't been a challenge rather than getting people to understand the the reason why they were buying regular bubbles and potentially they were getting digestive issues, why they were getting allergic reactions to bubbles, as well as why they were so cheap 
And the reason is because these Walmarts, the targets of the world are wanting to, one, get it all before spring and Easter, and then not hold the inventory too long. So ultimately, the freight from China costs a lot of money for them, and they don't want to bring it in right away. So it pushes the cost towards the manufacturer a lot further to drive it down. And that ultimately is causing them to look for cheaper ingredients to figure out ways to cut corners. And it's just made the bubble industry commoditize no brands and just private label and just cheap soapy water. Right. So our product really expands to made in USA food grade um, and is safe enough for a, a, a real, you know, less than three plus age kid, which is typically what bubbles, normal bubbles are. Ours are two plus and, and can honestly be lower because of the safety aspect of it. The reason why it's three plus is because kids put everything in their mouth and you're not allowed to put that typically in your mouth because it's, it's, they say non-toxic, but you drink any regular bubble solution, you're going to get an upset stomach, if not throw up and bad digestive issues. For sure. Damn. So most your clientele, I know you mentioned you guys are in bars. Most of your clientele uh, are parents. So we have crossover of kids and parents as I guess, parents of either a furry friend, a pet or a kid. There are more pets in the US than our kids. And ideally, and, and what's happened, it's uh, out of COVID, people purchase more pets and they're having kids later in life. And ultimately, the pet market has grown substantially. And so uh, the consumer that we're actually targeting more and more is the pet market in which it's a, a you know anywhere from 25 to, to 40 years old where they've purchased a pet for the first time during COVID or, or when they're starting a family or, or really are waiting to start a family and would rather get a pet. Gotcha. Nice. So it's essentially it's these people who are taking care of, you know, someone smaller than them, maybe a furry friend that, that care. Um, you know, I wouldn't think that people who don't really care are buying this product. It seems like the, you know, the people who, who buy bubble universe, uh, go a bit of the extra mile. Maybe they read a bit of the fine print. Maybe they, um, they just think a little bit ahead. They're a little bit more, more thoughtful. Have you found that to be the case that your, you know, your customers, these, uh, pet owners and, and, and parents are just a little bit more thoughtful. They just, I don't know, kind of look into the details a little bit more than, you know, say your average person. Yeah. I think it's a combination of a little bit of that, but also, more of people who are just intrigued by edible bubbles and and the experience and it being a little bit of a gift and novel item to start, but then realizing, uh, yes. wait, a minute, wait a minute, this is better than regular bubbles, you know, and then it's a kind of conversion over from that point. Right, right. That makes sense. It makes the experience a bit more novel. It changes really the whole experience when you can not worry about getting it in your mouth where it actually tastes good. Um, parents don't have to tell their children not, you know, to get it on their mouths and stuff. Yeah. Like playing it out in my mind, it seems like it really enhances the experience by just like limiting or, or breaking down like, um, limitations. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the day we've created the safest bubble solution ever made in USA. So safe you can eat it and it has natural flavors. You know, if parents are like, Oh, I don't want to buy edible bubbles. Okay. Don't eat them, but they're safer than anything out there. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Nice. And so 
Right now, where are you guys at in terms of the business? I know you mentioned pets, kids. It's in uh, different bars. Is the focus, like you mentioned right now, to um, you know connect with these pet owners more? Is it more parents? Is it more bars? Where's the focus uh, currently? Um, currently, um, it's more on the uh, the pet area, as mentioned. And then from there, we're, we're focusing on um, the adult. And then, but kids is coming along. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Kids is coming along. So pets first, beverages second, and then kids third. Correct. Nice. 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 And as the, as the CEO, as the founder, I know you mentioned, you know, you have a small team, but you do work with a lot of partners. You also mentioned you're in retail. Uh, You mentioned Kroger as well. That's correct. Kroger, PetSmart, Pet Supplies Plus we're going into, we're in talks with other, um, Tumber uh, retailers and yeah, growing it yeah. sugar. Um, gotcha. And so as kind of the, the question I was leaning towards is as the founder, as a CEO, as the leader, um, what have you, what have you done to kind of keep your team? I know you said it's small, but you are working with a lot of different partners. What have you done to like kept you to keep your team, you know, focused eyes on the prize. You guys are obviously scaling, you're growing. So you're, you know, um, you're successful. What have you done to kind of keep that momentum going? Um, so we've honestly just been increasing our team on the op side as well as, um, on the sales side, we have a lot of outside sales reps and, and continual growth there. Um, we've also focused a lot on our customer base and community and, and enhancing that. Um, yeah, just honestly focusing on the customer. That's it right there. Make the customer happy. Everything else flows from there. Exactly. Nice. And so, you know, we've talked about some, um, some good things, some kind of successes, different verticals, but what about some, some challenges? What are some, some kind of tough things you guys have had to, you know, overcome in building bubble universe? I imagine the patents, the FDA approval, all those things, you know, are, are not fun and you got to be super tight and right with all the components. What are some challenges you guys have faced, um, you know, along the process? Yeah. So definitely I would say some challenges in regards to growth, you know, keeping up with the growth and, and many customers and the working capital sometimes gets a little tight as all entrepreneurs know, but ultimately being able to balance it and, and, you know, use as much resources, raising and banks. And that's been a challenge, but figuring that out, but also trying to make sure that the focus is always there on the winner. So for instance, if pet for us is moving very fast in velocity and profit, uh, we, we focus a lot more of our budget towards that. And, and kids may be a longer play or, you know, the adult side is moving super quick. Uh, we, we focus on the areas that are doing the most successful and, and push hard on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause you know, kids, they'll be kids for a few years, but pets, you know, they're pets uh, for their lifespan. So it seems like that that market has a, like a higher lifetime value in terms of the, like the, the value of a client. Yeah, exactly. And there's more pets out there and it's growing and, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. And so, yeah, those are, those are the challenges. What are some, uh, some insights you've gained in, you know, your time in China coming back here? Um, I know you're in Miami right now for work. What are some insights you found along, um, along this process, starting this company, leading this team, getting all the approvals, uh, you know, what are some, some gems or just some insights that stand out to you that are like, damn, I didn't know that going into this or, 
oh, this situation helped me see this in a different way. Yeah. What are some insights you found? Yeah, it's a good question. And when I think of more about it, I think I've learned so much of just myself internally and, and what I'm capable of uh, in regards to you know starting a business from nothing to growing it to where it's at today, over 5,000 doors. And I would say uh, really what's kept with me is the the confidence within myself of taking on challenges and the perseverance from there. And, and honestly, just never give up and continuing to take on more and more um, and having that confidence, I guess, and, and, and just that you're going to figure it out. So mm-hmm. that, that's just what kept me going and, and, and never giving up. I know a lot of people say that, but at the same time, I never would have thought that I would have purchased this global patent and been able to grow the company to 5,000 doors as quick and, and, and just keep innovating. That's, that's, I feel like the, the equation innovation and, and never give up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but a little innovation and perspiration. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. How do you, um, how do you stay driven though? Cause you know, life happens, you know, um, challenges arise. Do you, uh, have like a North star? Do you like meditate every day? Are you just super focused on the goal? Is there like, um, just some anchor that you always go back to anytime stuff gets tough? Um, I mean, for me, I have my, I guess my organized chaos going well for me. So, I mean, I, I work out every day. I try in the morning before I, I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I take copious notes organized to make sure I hit every task and follow up on emails and just keep on track. And um, I guess in my showers, I meditate and think about what I'm going to accomplish for the day and, and organize it that way. <laughs> At least works for me. Nice. Um, and, and then definitely, you know, in Hong Kong, I worked probably 10 to 10 hours a day, like really a lot in a hard, uh, when I was there for five years, the previous company. And, and I mean, this time around, when I started my own business, I wanted to make sure that I had some, some time for really myself and, and, and focusing on not just work and getting out there and networking and right. Yeah. You only live on this planet once and being able to balance is important. Right. Right. It's like you took the 10 hour a day for five years like uh kind of hardcore mentality and you have that in your back pocket like you can always kind of flip that switch exactly but you've also noticed that um there might be a better way you know where there's a little bit more time for family or friends are going out um it kind of re-energizes the work version version of jason as you step in so it's yeah it seems like like you've trained well like you've trained well for 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 these moments you know exactly well i was thrown into it so learn the trial by fire <laughs> yep Yep, exactly. Very interesting. Nice. And so the future is obviously looking bright. You mentioned pets, adult beverages, uh, kids might be a longer play. Do you see different applications of Bubble Universe? Is there even stuff that you can that you can share, you know, in this conversation? Just yeah. Yeah. So our next goal is obviously to keep releasing flavors and the different areas, but also bubble toys and really enhancing that experience with, you know, there's a difference between blowing with a wand and getting a couple, maybe 20 to 30 bubbles to then in a bubble machine, getting hundreds to thousands in that experience. So that's our, our next focus and, and just building distribution and partners and uh, raising capital and, and internationally as well, uh, going international. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Nice, nice, nice. That'll be, that'll be interesting releasing hundreds or thousands of bubbles via 
a bubble universe like machine, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It could be interesting since it's like universe, you could have like planetary references, like, you know, maybe true. the bubbles. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, very true. Good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do there. And kids' imaginations are so vast. Um, you know, it'd be interesting maybe if even some of the some of the kids that are blowing bubbles have these crazy ideas that you then implement. It could be like a real interactive like community type thing. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff, not to mention the three different verticals, adult beverages, pets, you know, and kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad exciting. Well, Jason, Thank thanks. You. Um sorry, say again. No, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. And and I mean, I guess the, the last thing I would say is like the grand vision is to take, you know, bubbles as seen as soap and water, uh, mainly from China and turning it into a CPG company where it's flying food, beverage, candy, and ultimately change the experience with bubbles for all ages and, and people and pets forever. So that's the goal. Right. It's like a different type of, it's a different type of thing when it's not soap and water when it's something edible, it feels like it crosses over to like, I can trust it more. Like if it lands on my kid's mouth or if it lands on my pet's eye or whatever, it's like their bubble universe is like more welcome, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jason, hell yeah. We'll be, we'll definitely be tracking you, following you, seeing, you know, where you launch next, what kind of things you're going to be doing. You know, we'll, we'll have a link to your website on the podcast description, as well as your LinkedIn. Yeah. And if there's anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with, yeah, let me know anything else you, you wanted to mention or discuss or let our, let our listeners know. No, I appreciate you again, having me and I mean, add me on LinkedIn, message me to network and connect and uh, appreciate it. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Well, Jason Tiger, CEO and founder of Bubble Universe. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll be in touch and um, appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.